All right, all right. Welcome back to Chew the Bible. I think before I, uh, I'm gonna just knock out as much as I can, and then yeah, before I hit Revelation, I'm going or it might be after this. We'll see. I'm gonna eat some oatmeal here shortly with the applesauce. Let's go. James chapter four, things to avoid. What leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members fighting for control over you? You are jealous and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled. So you murder, you are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy. So you fight in battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask the wrong motives out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your hedonistic desires. Ouch. You adulteresses, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend that is loving the things of the world is being God's enemy. So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Ouch. Hard to hear that one. Or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit, which he has made to dwell in us lust with envy, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. So submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. It doesn't say he might. It says he will. Come close to God with a contrite heart and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance. Repentance isn't just a one-time thing. It's an attitude constantly and in attitude and repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you he will lift you up he will give you purpose believers do not speak against or slander one another he who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law if you judge the law you are not a doer of the law but a judge of it Verse 12, there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy the one who God has the absolute power of life and death. But who are you to hypocritically or self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor? Come now and pay attention to this. You who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and carry on our business and make a profit. Yet you do not know the least thing about what will, may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor, like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into the thin air. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this or that. But as it is, you boast vainly your pretension and arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Ooh. 
So any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it, to him it is sin. So I say, yeah, if you want to get to like the crux of all the things that Paul was talking about, like the heart of what it means to be a Christian, read James. Even people who think they're like the most righteous people in the world, greatest Christians in the world, even pastors would read James and be like, man, there's a lot of areas for improvement. All right, let's keep it moving. I'm debating whether or not to call this. I think I already am yeah, going to call this vapor. Yep. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him, and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.